What's happening, everybody? On today's show, the SEC, well, they had a perfect 11-0 Saturday. No other conference can say they did that over the weekend. Granted, they went 0-1 on Sunday, thanks to LSU, but some big wins over ranked teams in Georgia, Florida, and Arkansas to Alabama looking damn good once again. Some impressive performances from some of the other quarterbacks in the SEC. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Well, we got to ju- jump into starting things off as we normally do. This time of year, first segment, rather than going around the conference, we do our winners of the weekend. Winner. And now... Your winners of the weekend. Real winners win. And we start with Gators quarterback Anthony Richardson. And Gator Life post Dan Mullen and post Emory Jones. It is the Anthony Richardson show. Running that Billy Napier offense, some RPOs, and tons of flexibility for the quarterback. It suits Richardson best. And Anthony Richardson shined as he went 17 for 24 passing for 168 yards while rushing 11 times for 106 yards for three rushing touchdowns as he established himself as a playmaking quarterback and helping lead Florida to a 29-26 upset win over number 7 Utah. They were trailing 26-22 in the fourth quarter. The Gators got the ball with just over six, six minutes left in the game. And Richardson orchestrated a drive that led to a one-yard touchdown run by himself, which included a somewhat controversial decision to go for it on a fourth and two at the Utah 26 with 151 to go. Richardson converted that with a nine-yard run. And Anthony Richardson just made all the big plays that the Gators needed in this one to pull off the upset victory. Did a good job of finding his targets, including transfer Ricky Parasol, Xavier Henderson, Justin Shorter, and others. But Richardson... You know, he drew some comparisons on social media. People were comparing him to Vince Young, Cam Newton, Denard Robinson, and the Heisman betting odds. Well, they saw Anthony Richardson's numbers jump from 40 to 1 odds on Friday to now 14 to 1. Let's see what he does next week at home against Kentucky. But another guy we got to give credit for in this one is Florida linebacker Amari Bernie. Made the game-sealing interception in the end zone with just 17 seconds remaining. Keep in mind, Utah held a first and goal from the floor to six, which they had an incomplete pass on. And with just 17 seconds remaining on a second and goal, Utah quarterback Cameron Rising looking for his receiver when he delivered it into the end zone, and Bernie made the big play. Bernie also had seven tackles on the night, but Florida does not win this game without that monster play, a guy that maybe Florida fans weren't talking about before the season. They certainly are now. Amari Bernie, shout out to him, a winner of the weekend. If he doesn't make that play, maybe we're talking about Utah punching in for the touchdown and Florida losing this game. Another winner of the weekend, Stetson Bennett and the Georgia offense. I've been talking about it all offseason, but 
I just thought the Georgia offense was going to be their biggest strength this season after the, de- the defense dominated all of last year. But my goodness, did they put on a show. And a ranked matchup versus number 11 Oregon, Stetson Bennett, the reigning national champion, 25 for 31 for a career high, 368 passing yards, two passing, passing touchdowns, also had a rushing touchdown. And the Georgia offense just looks like it could be just as good, if not better, than last season. They got that three-headed attack uh, running back with Kendall Milton, Dejon Edwards, and Kenny McIntosh. They look pretty solid. McIntosh was actually their leading receiver on Saturday. Nine catches, 117 yards. Lad McConkie at 73 yards on the score. A.D. Mitchell with 65 yards on the score. Kyrus Jackson, three catches for 45 yards. Oh, and of course those tight ends, Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington doing their thing, making some big plays. Spreading the ball around so well, Stetson Bennett really executed, and the Bulldogs, they are just absolutely loaded on offense. Todd Munkin has his bevy of options. When you got a savvy vet like Stetson Bennett running the show, Bennett, by the way, career uh, tied a career high for a completions in the first half. Also a name to keep an eye on for Georgia defensively. How about number 24, Malachi Starks, the freshman DB, really making a name for himself early on in this one, making some big plays. Great coverage by him. He's a guy we want to keep an eye on. Another guy who was a winner of the weekend. How about the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young, showing off his arm like he did much of last season, going 18 for 28 for 195 yards and five passing touchdowns. But the guy who is not much of a runner last season showed off his running ability. Five carries for 100 yards and a rushing touchdown included a ridiculous 63-yard run as Bama routed Utah State 55 to nothing. Treshawn Holden looked like a really good wide receiver. Five catches for 70 yards and two scores. Jermaine Burton had two touchdowns. Jace McClellan with a couple of receiving touchdowns. And my guy, the true freshman, Kobe Prentice, five catches for 60 yards. He is a guy you want to keep an eye on as this season goes along. But the Bama offense executed as they needed to, running for 278 rushing yards as a team. But the Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young, looking like he has not missed a beat with six total touchdowns in his first game of 2022. Bama's O-line still a work in progress. We saw Emil Ekior check into the game very late in the first quarter. Kendall Randolph shifted over to left guard. Ekior and Cameron Latou did not start in the game. So still some things to improve for Bama, but uh, man, can't complain about that. And another winner of the weekend. How about the Bama defense? Craziest stat of Saturday. Alabama defense did not have a sack against Utah State. That was crazy to me, but they did pitch a shutout in the 55-0 win. Jalen Moody with six tackles, while big Will Anderson had five tackles, as did Brian Branch. You got to think Will Anderson is going to be licking his chops, wanting to get some sacks this coming week against Quinn Ewers and the Texas Longhorns over in Austin. But Bama's shutout victory marked the first time in 34 years that Alabama has opened the season without allowing a point to its opponent. That dates back to September of 1988 when they shut out Temple 37 to nothing. Another winner of the weekend. How about big K.J. Jefferson over at Arkansas? All K.J. does is make winning plays when his team needs it most. He finished 18 for 26 for 223 yards, three passing touchdowns, 62 rushing yards with a rushing touchdown, and with his team leading by just a touchdown in the fourth quarter, the Arkansas defense got a big turnover, and two plays later, K.J. connected with Trey Knox for a 32-yard touchdown pass. Knox recorded his first career multi-receiving touchdown game, and K.J. Jefferson poised for a monster fourth season in Fayetteville. 
as he made the plays when it counted most for the Arkansas Razorbacks in the 31-24 win over Cincinnati. KJ's running ability, something that helps his game so much, 18 carries for 62 yards, a big home game versus South Carolina is coming this weekend. Another winner of the weekend, how about Robbie Ashford at Auburn? I don't know how many non-Auburn fans watched this game against Mercer, especially considering there's a pretty lengthy rain delay in the middle of this one, but we had talked about the possibility of seeing Ashford showing off his run ability despite T.J. Finley being named the starter, and we saw it. Ashford had six carries for 68 yards, including a 49-yard run. The backup quarterback certainly gives Auburn a much-needed added dynamic to their offense. He also went four for seven for 100 yards passing, but I think we are going to see a good bit of Robbie Ashford running the football in this Eric Keesaw offense. Ashford said after the game it felt like a dream for him to get this moment. Finley did throw two interceptions, but I think he will remain the starter for now. But the Ashford running ability, something that Auburn needs to showcase as this season goes along, we will likely see more as San Jose State is Auburn's next opponent coming up this weekend. Thank you guys again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll continue as we got more winners of the weekend. There was a lot of winning going around the SEC in week one. We'll get to that in just a second. First, need to remind you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. If you have not tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There is a new flavor, delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. It is cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it is healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories. They have a whopping 15 grams of protein packed in there. You are going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout or a late-night treat or you just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, the fat, and the sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com right now. Use, your, use our promo code LOCKEDON15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-1-5. And that's going to get you 15% off your order. Use our promo code LOCKEDON15. Get 15% off over at Built.com. I right, roll along here, Locked On SEC. And, man, we got a, a ton to get into. We've uh, run through at least half of our winners of the weekend already, but we got more to get into as it was a very – very successful weekend in the SEC. LSU not getting it done on Sunday night. It would have been a clean sweep for the SEC in week one, but unfortunately Tigers didn't get it done. We'll get to them in a little bit, but first let's get to more winners of the weekend in the SEC. Winner take all. More winners of the weekend right now. And we jump back into it as... Mike Wright at Vanderbilt, the Vandy quarterback. I know a lot of you didn't watch this game, but Vandy. Uh, Mike Wright was the first Vanderbilt quarterback responsible for six touchdowns in a game as Vandy beat Elon 42-31 to improve to 2-0 for the first time since 2018. Mike Wright was 18 for 29 for 245 passing yards and four passing touchdowns. That went along with 11 carries for 84 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. Mike Wright is the Vandy offense, and he will be all season long, but he was special once again following a week after the Week 
6-0 dominating win over at Hawaii. They get a monster home matchup this Saturday versus number 22 Wake Forest. A 12 p.m. Eastern kickoff on the SEC Network this weekend. Jaden McGowan, a big-time pass catcher for Riot. He had four catches for 118 yards and a score, while Will Shepard had 58 yards and two scores for Vandy. Shout-out Vandy, 2-0. Keep this train rolling. They have not won many games the last couple of seasons. Another winner of the weekend at Kentucky, Tavion Robinson. Kentucky wide receiver with an impressive debut. The Wildcats, of course, this offseason lost Wandale Robinson. They replaced him with the Virginia Tech transfer, Tavion Robinson. Six catches for 136 yards. He helped Will Levis have his fourth career 300-yard passing day at Kentucky as the Wildcats beat Miami of Ohio 37-13. It was a career day for Robinson as his previous career high was 98 receiving yards two seasons ago versus Virginia when he was at Vaughn Tech. 136 receiving yards on Saturday night. 103 of those came after the catch. And Tavion set a Kentucky record for the most receiving yards by a Kentucky player. In, they, in their debut, he broke Wandell Robinson's record of 125 yards last season against Louisiana Monroe. Another winner of the weekend in that game, it's Mark Stoops. The win was the 60th of Mark Stoops' career at Kentucky that ties Paul Bear Bryant for the most wins in Kentucky school history. A whopping 42 of Stoops' wins have come at home. So he will look for road victory number 19 next Saturday as the Wildcats head to the Swamp, a place that Kentucky has won just once under Mark Stoops in his most recent visit. That is going to be a monster one this weekend. Another winner of the weekend, Will Rogers at Mississippi State. Rogers picked up right where he left off last season. 38 for 49, 450 passing yards, and five passing touchdowns with an interception as Mississippi State routed Memphis 49 to 23. Will Rogers spread that ball around to his targets. Some of them new faces, Rara Thomas, Caleb Ducking, Rufus Harvey, all catching touchdowns along with Jaden Wally and Justin Robinson. Rodgers was third last season in passing yards in all of college football, and he's already on the path to be among the leaders again this year in year three of that Mike Leach offense, throwing for 450 yards and five passing touchdowns. It's what Will Rodgers does. Expect more of this as the year goes along in the SEC. Another winner of the weekend, I'm going to put Haynes King on in here. Yeah, it was kind of a rough start for Texas A&M quarterback Haynes King. He had two interceptions early in the game against Sam Houston State, but he did settle down going 20 for 31 for 364 yards passing and three passing touchdowns. He also had six carries for 35 rushing yards. By the way, the last time an AM quarterback threw for that many yards, got to go all the way back to 2018 when Kellen Mond threw for 430 yards in a loss to Clemson. But the Aggies, they did have two 60-yard passing plays for the first time since 2012. And they did it versus Sam Houston in that game a decade ago. So, Haynes King, look, rough early, but I thought he settled down. Some big plays for the Aggies, and they're going to need those if they're going to beat Miami coming up in two weeks in College Station. So, Haynes King settles in. Let's see if he is, in fact, the guy over at Texas A&M. There you have it. Those are our winners of the weekend as we uh, rattle rattle things off. Normally how we would do it is first segment we would do winners of the weekend. Second segment we would do losers of the weekend or who disappointed. 
Uh, and then we would do honorable mention. This week we just had so many winners. We had to carry it over into two segments. But coming up next, we will do our who depressed us in week one of the SEC football season. We'll get to that in just a second. Thank you guys again for making Lockdown SEC your first listen every day. Back in just a second. All right, roll along here, Locked On SEC. Uh, we got to get to our, again, normally we do who depressed this weekend. And again, really there weren't many disappointments. So we'll kind of consider this segment, we'll call it who left us wanting more. And there were some teams who left us wanting more. And first off, we got to lead with what we saw out there on Sunday night. And that's LSU. What was that, LSU? You had not been held to three points or fewer in a season opener since 1980 against Florida State. The Brian Kelly era did not start off on the right foot as LSU finally got their offense going in the second half. But, man, it was too little too late as LSU loses this one 24-23. LSU special teams, not great. A blocked field goal. And not one, but two muff punt returns by Malik Neighbors, especially one in the final minutes of the game when it was still a one-score game. But all of that, LSU gets a fumble. They take the ball right down the field with a minute-plus to go, and they score the tying touchdown in the final minute, only to have the extra point blocked because the left side of your line couldn't protect. Inexcusable. Special teams coach Brian Polian, I think you're going to have a meeting with Brian Kelly very bright and early on Monday morning as your special teams unit was not very good. But got to give a hat tip to Jaden Daniels. He did what he could as the LSU quarterback, 26 for 35, 209 yards passing, two touchdowns. Again, those coming late in the game, 16 carries on the ground for 114 uh, rushing yards. And Jeray Jenkins stepped up for LSU, five catches for 46 yards. Kayshawn Boutte. Considered one of the best wide receivers in not just the SEC, but the nation held to just two catches for 20 yards, and almost all those came late. But, man, inexcusable loss for Brian Kelly and LSU, a game they should have won. And Florida State improved to 2-0 on the season after beating Duquesne. And now LSU left licking their wounds, starting the season 0-1. And they got to turn things around very quickly. The schedule is not forgiving for LSU this season. Another who let us down this weekend. How about the Kentucky offensive line? Will Levis sacked four times, was constantly throwing under pressure against Miami of Ohio. The lack of run game certainly hurt the Wildcats as they would prefer to be more balanced. Not having Chris Rodriguez definitely showed as Cavassier smoke. Seven carries for 32 yards, but Levis constantly under pressure, and the Wildcats have got to figure out how to pass protect and run block better as they get ready for a really tough test going into the swamp this weekend. Another who left us wanting more, the South Carolina offensive line, especially in that first half of their game against Georgia State. The South Carolina offensive line struggling to protect Spencer Rattler. They give up three sacks on the day, struggled to open up running lanes for the Gamecocks running game. Marshawn Lloyd held it just 30 yards on 11 carries. Juju McDowell, seven carries for 14 yards. Jaheim Bell was able to make some things happen on some design runs, but the Gamecocks averaged just two and a half yards per carry, something they are going to need to improve on. But most importantly, they must do a better job of protecting Rattler 
and give them some time to deliver that ball down the field. South Carolina did run away in the second half of this one. They beat Georgia State 35-14, but that is not going to fly. Big matchup against Arkansas this weekend. South Carolina offensive line got to do better. Another who left us wanting more, the Texas A&M run game. Jimbo Fisher's calling card has always been a dominant run game, and he has certainly had it in his time at College Station. But the Aggies struggled to get a consistent run game going against Sam Houston State on Saturday with Devon A. Shane uh, leading the way with 18 carries for just 42 yards and a score. That's 2.3 yards a carry. The Aggies had 32 carries for just 110 rushing yards on the day. That is certainly a category they would like to impose their will. And I'm offensive line. Very inconsistent in their first game. We saw Sam Houston crashing the interior, blowing up that run game. I think they're going to get better running the ball next week against Appalachian State. But the Aggies, they did get the 31-0 shutout win over Sam Houston. Shout out to their defense. But got to figure out what's going on with that run game. Another left us wanting more. I'm going to put the Arkansas defense in here. Dwight McLaughlin had the big interception early in the game. And then some guys get banged up, like safety Jalen Catalan, nickelback Miles Slusher. But Cincinnati quarterback Ben Bryant still threw for over 300 yards and two touchdowns. And Arkansas really needed to hold on for the win as the Bearcats scored 24 second-half points. Again, I'm willing to chalk it up to it was a ranked opponent, a really tough team you're playing. But I'd like to see some improvement from that Arkansas defense heading into week two. They did get a little pass rush at times. Drew Sanders had a sack. Jordan Dominic had the big sack, which was a monster play in the fourth quarter to force the fumble. Bumper pool, of course, still just a tackling machine. Led the team with 13 tackles. But I'd like to see a little bit more sound play as the season gets going. But the Razorbacks did get the big win over Cincinnati, 31-24. And another left us wanting more. How about the Ole Miss passing attack? It's been the big talking point of the offseason who was going to replace Matt Corral? And we found out it was Jackson Dart, the USC transfer, who was just okay in his SEC debut. He went 18 for 27, 154 yards, one touchdown, one interception. We did see Luke Altmeyer late in this one as he was one for two for 13 yards. But the Rebels passing game could probably be called a work in progress. They did beat Troy 28 to 10. Dart's fellow transfer tight end, Michael Trigg, he was the leading pass catcher with four catches for 33 yards. But having guys like Jonathan Mingo, Malik Heath, Jordan Watkins, it's probably just going to take a little time for Dart to settle into that offense, whether it's Charlie Weiss Jr., John David Baker, Lane Kiffin, whatever the hybrid system is, uh, they got to get all get on the same page. And as mentioned, the run game looked very solid for Ole Miss in week one. Got to see that passing game step up, but uh, Ole Miss did do a good job of running the football, so need to give a hat tip there. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Every day. Now go make your second listen. Check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked on Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for the ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked On SEC. Appreciate you guys for listening and subscribing. Man, there was a lot of good from the SEC in Week 1. Don't let LSU spoil it for you as uh, some really good performances from Georgia and Alabama and Arkansas and Florida. And certainly going to change your perspective 
a little bit on expectations for these teams as the conference play gets underway. I'm Chris Gordy. Again, thank you guys for making Lockdown SEC your first listen every day. I will talk to you guys tomorrow as we get into starting to turn the page and look towards a very important week two of SEC playing college football. But hope you guys had fun. Hope you enjoyed it. Man, it was a lot of fun watching all the action in week one. College football is back. SEC football is back. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Have a cocktail or two and enjoy all that college football has to offer. Talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.